You might have heard our interview yesterday with Evans Revere, the uh, former State Department official in the U.S., uh, in regards to basically the American perspective on the recent diplomatic activity that's been going on, South Korea holding talks uh, on a ministerial level with China, and then the uh, trilateral security talks uh, with the national security advisors of South Korea, U.S., and Japan. Um, Key issues obviously being peace on the peninsula, North Korea, and from the U.S. perspective, um, a, a rising China in terms of influence here in the Northeast Asia region. So we largely got an American perspective yesterday. Why don't we get um, the perspective here in South Korea uh, from one of our uh, favorite analysts uh, joining us from the Graduate School of North Korean Studies at Iwa Women's University, Professor Park Won-gon. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Professor Park, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for uh, joining us Um Evans Revere, as you, as you well know, a, a former State Department official, a, a former sort of a longtime uh, veteran of both the Clinton uh, era and and kind of somebody who who knows the foreign policy apparatus in in the U.S. The nuance he gave yesterday was that the 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 Americans are a bit disappointed in in Korea for having had had a um, uh, a visit to China uh, initially before um, visiting uh, Biden in, in Washington. And, and these are kind of minor sort of diplomatic protocol type of issues. But I, I think there was a sense of unease that uh, Korea still feels a, a bit more in terms of the, the, the sandwich effect or the balancing act that, uh, that, mm-hmm. that uh, there could be some undue influence from China's side. So to get your perspective, what were your um, overall thoughts on that recent South Korea-China ministerial meeting? Well, it is true that it's the a little bit different nuance compared to this trilateral meeting in the United States because South Korea and China, they are talking about the North Korea issue and they uh, come up with uh, some kind of uh, the common sense. First, they do emphasize the importance of dialogue. And second, they wanted to have a peace process for the Korean Peninsula. Finally, they agreed to not to have any escalation of the tension on the Korean Peninsula. Uh, but some sense it reflects what North Korea wants. Even the foreign minister Wang Yi he said that we should think about the North Korea's legitimate security concerns. So that's the definitely support the North Korean's claim. So right now I'm kind of but wondering. I have a little bit, you know, positive view about this meeting because you see, uh, for past couple of weeks, North Korea is did to have uh, some kind of missile test. It's a uh, military provocation and. The uh, series of the statements by the government official, including Kim Kim Yao Jong, and they kind of uh, said that uh, they will continue to this kind of uh, military provocation. So I'm wondering whether this uh, meeting between uh, South Korea and China will make an impact. I mean, they stop this kind of provocation of a North Korea. We will see. The um. <coughs> The effort has been, and the foreign minister, Cheng Yong, has been saying that uh, they would like to try to arrange a visit by, a state visit by Xi Jinping to Korea as early as possible. Also uh, planning a uh, so-called 2 plus 2 dialogue with the foreign and security um, ministers of both countries, which is interesting because uh, South Korea just had a 2 plus 2 uh, with uh, their U.S. counterparts mm-hmm. as well. Everyone publicly always talks about the peace process on the peninsula and and, uh, all of the uh, niceties that go along with that. What do you think the um, implications are generally, though, on this? Again, it's a very cliched uh, Mm -hmm. term, but the sandwich position of South Korea between the U.S. and China. Well, uh, I think uh, it is uh, 
through that, we, I mean, South Korea got the pressure from both United States and China. As we see that the uh, meeting with uh, China and the Chinese and South Korea finally decide to have uh, several different kinds of uh, meetings, including two plus two. Because uh, this is a pretty much rare situation. I'm pretty much familiar with the history because South Korea actually tried to our best to have uh, this kind of a uh, meeting with China, but China has refused for that because they are thinking about the North Korea. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of a not common situation. China did agree to have a two plus two meeting and the several other the type of uh, issue uh, type of meeting uh, deal with uh, several different issues. So I think uh, <clears throat> this is a uh, or the pretty much uh, clear sign and indication that China want to bring South Korea in their sphere of influence. Mm-hmm. And if South Korea and China can develop this kind of mechanism to communicate, and China can have a more chance to deliver their position. On the other side, the United States, uh, I think they are pretty much well aware about this situation. So that's why United States has tried to have a meeting to plus two with South Korea and trial a meeting and then probably the foreign minister meeting in the near future. Another, uh, you alluded to the nuances, uh, Professor Park, uh, the difference between the uh, South Korea-China ministerial meeting and then the trilateral security meeting within uh, South Korea, U.S. and Japan. That happened just the day before the um, the China meeting. The main concerns, obviously, again, uh, how to check uh, North Korea's nuclear and missile programs. What mm-hmm. are your assessments on the uh, trilateral cooperation uh, dynamics in East Asia. Well, the um, just before this trilateral meeting, and the senior White House officials have a very detailed press brief, and he said that the uh, this meeting will deal with the two issues. Of course, uh, the first one is the North Korea, and the other is uh, the China. But problem is that uh, they just met uh, like hundred something minutes. So think about the translation. I don't think they have enough time to talk about the whole issue. So I think they pay attention about North Korea. After this meeting, the White House released a statement, and then they emphasized a couple of things. First, they concern about North Korea's nuclear and ballistic missile. And second, they uh, you know, emphasized the concerted uh, trilateral cooperation. And finally, full implementation of a relevant United Nations Security Council resolution. So um, overall, this uh, trimeric trilateral meeting, they do emphasize denuclearization of North Korea, not the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula, and also they emphasize sanction. But Seoul, the director of the Office of National Security, after this meeting, he had an interview with the Korean reporters, but a little bit different nuance. He mm-hmm. said he emphasized dialogue, and uh, he said uh, it is important to have a dialogue with uh, North Korea as soon as possible. So, you see, this kind of a difference between South Korea and United States is not a news, it's not a secret. It's not a secret at all. So the important thing is how we come up with some kind of a, the um, you know same kind of a perception toward the North Korea and then make uh, the agreed the North Korean policy. That's the important point. Yeah, and so one other key aspect of this, at least from the U.S. perspective, is when it's trilateral, that implies cooperation uh also between South Korea and Japan, as as we all know, um, relations between those two countries, not the best. And you can say well, one side or the other is, is more to blame for that. But from the U.S. perspective, uh, they would like to see everybody kind of be <laughs> a little more harmonious together. But that might be a little bit difficult as it stands right now. What are your thoughts on that? 
Well, but I think that is pretty clear, and um, that the Biden administration really wanted to have a trilateral cooperation, but not only for to uh, deterring the North Korea, but also to contain the China. Mm-hmm. And um, U.S. Yeah, right. South Korea and Japan are the two leading allies, and they are we are the capable of containing China militarily, economically, even strategic location. And think about the Europe is too far away. So, um, but. This is not just Biden administration, except the Trump administration or other U.S. administration have a similar perception, especially the Obama administration. We this very you know, famous story that he, Obama himself, did try best to bring these two countries together. But problem is that the United States administration, especially Biden team, they knew the relationship between the South Korea and Japan very well. So I think uh, right now they are trying to have uh, some kind of alternative approach, which means that they are trying to, I mean, the United States is trying to bring uh, the South Korea and Japan with the United States, like the trilateral the cooperation. Yeah. So we will see, but I think they are going to do the same kind of a mechanism to bring the cooperation the, among the three countries. And finally, Professor Park, I believe the last time we talked, we also discussed this uh, so-called policy review by the United States. I think everyone's <laughs> waiting for this uh, uh, policy mm-hmm. review. It uh, looks like they're going to finalize it within this month. Um, it, certainly, as you, you alluded to with the Trump administration, there is going to be no top-down approach here. Um, mm-hmm. it, there's not going to be some sudden announcement of meetings between Biden and, and Kim Jong-un. That, that's not really how uh, the Biden team uh, operates, clearly. Uh, mm-hmm. th- th- certainly, North Korea has been agitating in terms of their more belligerent comments of late. Um, what is your outlook, then, on the North Korean policy um, in the midterm and also South Korea's role in this? Well, about the South Korea rule, it's uh, unfortunately very limited because North Korea has uh, very clearly put the inter-Korean relations under the North Korea-U.S. relations uh, since August 2019 after Panmunjom meeting or even the uh, little bit earlier breakdown of the Hanoi summit on February. So I think uh, it is important to do for the South Korea. South Korea should do have a very close cooperation of a North Korean policy with the United States. I, I just mentioned that there is uh, some differences. So, so it, it is important that South Korea and the uh, United States should be on the same page. And second one is, South Korea, we need to decide our policy towards China. No more strategic ambiguity, because we have just mentioned we got the pressure from both the United States and China. And also, North Korea issue, in some sense, uh, work very closely with uh, or some sense under the U.S.-China relations. So we have to decide this kind of policy. And finally, we need to prepare the and deter North Korea's possible provocation with the United States, because I mentioned that the, um, the North Korea officials and uh, really it's a statement, and especially think about this coming 15th, Kim mm. Il-sung's birthday. Okay. So I think that is going to be another critical day, right. whether they are going to continue their the military provocation or not. Professor Park, as always, thank you very much for your insights, and we definitely look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Professor Park Ong-gon from UL Women's University. We take a short break. We'll be back in the second hour. We're going to be talking about the election results uh, analysis there, as well as the upcoming presidential race. Stay tuned.